when you are trying to focus on building your dream or your thing, your passion, whatever it is, and now we got these outside voices. We got this noise coming in from the outside where we're allowing people to infiltrate our thought processes. And now we start thinking, we we start looking at that, right? So we're trying to be focused, but we got the negativity coming in from parents and we're trying to stay focused, but we got the negativity coming in for friends and we're trying to stay focused and we got people telling us that we've changed. And eventually so many distractions are going to come that your focus now shifts and you turn your head just a little bit. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast where we find amazing people that did amazing stuff. I'm actually like on my IG Live. And I got to keep turning the camera because Donnie definitely, <laughs> <Gotta be seen. laughs> definitely needs to be Donnie seen. needs to be seen, okay? Because <laughs> um, we out here, man. We out here. I'm excited about uh, this, 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 this next, this journey of these next podcasts because we've jumped over the 100 podcast mark. Yeah. Which means we really, really, really got to hustle because the next um, milestone is 200. Yeah. We got to get to 200. We got to get the two. And then the two is going to pull us to three. The three is going to pull us to four. Eventually, we'll be like Joe Rogan. You got like a thousand something episodes. Let's get it. Let's get it. So you are about to be a brand new father. Yes. And just to give people an idea of how we plan, we just talked about like calendars. Uh, Earlier, we were having a conversation. And just to give people an idea about how we plan and create no excuses, because we know that you're about to go out and on paternity yeah. leave here pretty soon, we are literally going to film all day. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're recording podcasts. We just have to stockpile, okay? Because we don't want you ever, ever to miss something, okay? Yeah. And there's no skips of weeks and things of that nature. So, um, you know, you guys are actually going to grow with us, okay? We're on the journey of a seven-figure business. Both of us, separate seven-figure businesses. We're on a journey to get um, Donnie married off. And this is going to happen. You guys are going to be able to see this in real time. You're going to be journey. tag some potential husbands in... Tag a potential husband. <laughs> who who should I be dating right now? This should I'm be interested. A, who should, be a, should I be dating right now? This should be a talk show. This should be like a, a show, a reality show. No, we're not going to do that. We're definitely not, not going to make my love life a reality show. But I'm interested but, in hearing. But based off real reality, though. Like actually, like actually happening, but like not for the cameras and for like creating drama. But let's just see. Okay. Really, I think if the if the cameras followed you, you know, like the last few years, mm-hmm. we'd probably see why you're single. Yo, let's jump into the podcast. <laughs> let's jump. Let's jump into the podcast. Okay. So, how was your week, Daddy? How was your week? That was ugly, Shans. That was no, really mean. <laughs> no. Okay. Teachable moment. Teachable moment. Okay. You ready for the teachable moment? Somebody's saying the Bachelorette. The, hey. the teachable moment is. Wasn't that mean, you guys? No. Let's say, for instance, you've not successfully built a business for okay. the last few years. And you look back over the last few years, you'll find some of the reasons. Oh, you know what? This is why I couldn't keep a man. Not keep <gasps> not, not like, no, 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 I don't it. This is why I haven't <laughs> been consistently building my business or building my brand. <laughs> this is the teachable moment. What's the lesson? I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know. I'm trying to clean it up. <laughs> all, he's, so all Chance is doing is trying to throw shade. Stop the damn audio. Let's start this <laughs> over. You know I'm good with this. I'm good with this. Yes. So the people tune into us uh, for entrepreneurial advice and mm-hmm. topics and things like that. And that's where we're going to stay. Dating me isn't one of them, mm-hmm. right? 
Uh, however, if you do know of someone who you think I would, you know, I just want to know who you think I would. Just want to know what's happening. I just want to know. I'm going to see what's up out there. Who do you guys think I should be dating? You can DM me that information. Oh, yeah, so the, the, and I wasn't even saying it. I was just saying that's a part of the journey of you are going to be able to see all of it. Right. Yeah. This is in all seriousness. This is so we were just talking and Shans and I are on this journey in 2021 to hit seven figures in a 12 month period. We've both come really, really, really close, but had to shift some things around in terms of scaling our business. I don't know if I was really, really, really. I, maybe you were really, really, but not really, really, really. OK, so and I don't really know if I used, I'd be, it was like this. Was it more like this? Yeah, like that. It was I don't know like if it was like, okay. like you look through like really close. Kayla, we can see from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, this year is, this is my million millionaire and marriage year. Mm. And I want to qualify with marriage. You know, it doesn't mean that I intend to get married in the calendar year of 2021, but I definitely want to be more intentional about dating for marriage. Really? That is you know that that's been like my flaw, dating for marriage. And shout out to- I didn't to, know it was a goal. I didn't know like it was like, that's really one of your serious goals. To get married? Why do you think I, mean, I don't no, want to no, get married? No, no, no. I know you want to get married, but I didn't know like in terms of a serious goal. No. I don't know. No, that's this awesome. Is, that's awesome. This know. is actually one of my, uh, This that's actually one of my goals is to start dating for marriage. And I know people are just really hearing me speak about being single for the first time on my live. Shout out to my ex. He was amazing. Oh yeah. Shout Super out to my amazing. Guy. No names. Uh, shout out to my ex. He was absolutely <laughs> shout outs? amazing, shout outs. amazing. So yeah. I'm not taking that oh away God. from him. And none of that is for that reason. Uh, but it's time to be in alignment. It's time to be in alignment and date with the marriage mindset. I think we were dating with marriage mindset. It just didn't work out. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Okay. All right. Oh, you know, that's an interesting question. Not moving the podcast to this direction, but. It's like, would you rather? Yo, can somebody just hold this instead of it being? You mean in front like, of it? yeah, like right here. Put it on the clamp. Not put it on the clamp because it's gonna go out again. Is it? Oh, because you gotta keep tapping. it? All right, so y'all, I'm about to stop this live anyway because I, I really want to. Um, we haven't even podcast. given them cuts, good stuff yet. I know, but I can't. I can't focus on both of them at the same time. Can you just keep Doing tapping a good the screen? quality pod? Here, let me. Okay. All right. Cool. Here's my. Here's. Oh my gosh, yo. Here's the here's the question. Is there's an entrepreneur, there's an entrepreneur, would an entrepreneur prefer to date another entrepreneur or does an entrepreneur prefer to not date an entrepreneur? I honestly prefer not to. My wife isn't an entrepreneur. You know, she's just kind of getting in that in that space, but. Yo, see how we can't do an effective pod while we're worrying about so like IG. You know what I mean? I feel like I just I'm got a, reprimanded is, by my no, father. No, this, this is a teachable moment. <laughs> this is a teachable moment. We're, look, we're, we're trying to do like a... Multitask. We got an IG live here, IG live here, YouTube um, podcast here, and it's challenging, right? And I think it might be affecting the quality of this podcast or the mm. quality of the IG. Because mm. if you're on IG, you're live, you're directed, right? Podcast, same thing. Some people are trying to manage two social media accounts and it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. But if you stopped and you focused on one, it'd be more targeted. You, you, you won't feel so divided. So IG people think, um, people on IG, they're like, yo, He's not giving us their full undivided attention. People on the podcast are like, yo, he's not giving us their full undivided attention, right? That's I, a teachable moment. Do we what were you about to say, Seth? Uh, someone was asking, 
the mic, the mic. Get the mic. The mic, uh, be on the mic, yeah. Someone was asking what, well, I guess it's for both of y'all, what do y'all put in your notebooks? Because they see your notebook and it's like filled yeah. all the way through. So oh, if you so kind of wanted to tap this, in on that. This is like my 10th notebook though. Okay, so don't act like I'm I'm lacking on notes. Um, I put all kind of stuff. Like, like, man. does it start from uh, just a thought, or do you go off? Uh, like, do you hear people loud and kind of take notes, or what? What makes you like write Probably. down everything you write yeah. down? I never want to. Me personally, I never want to lose a good idea in my mm-hmm. notebook. I never want to lose a good idea, whether I come up with it or somebody else comes up with it. It's too. It, it's in our line of work, it's too expensive to lose a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is all the stuff that's going to create your seven figures, eight figures. In three years, you're going to go back. You're probably still going to be referring to some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, what's in the notebook? I got all kind of stuff. I got my formulas. I got my, in terms of formulas, it's like, okay, what am I going to teach? Um, I did a call, Building Your Dream Team. And I focused on building, which is the process of building or constructing something. Your, we started talking about the person that's building the dream team. Dream, like let's focus on what the dream is, what's the vision. And then the team, what you're going to need to accomplish this part, like who you're going to need. So building your dream team was the title and I took every single word to teach it. But that came to me right before I was about to teach it. And I'm like, oh, this is good. So if I'm on stage another day, I can refer back to this and say, yo, this is what I'm going to teach. And you'll probably see Donnie throughout this conversation referring back to the notes. So. Mm-hmm. Same. So my notebook is full of like, I have some to do's. I have a couple of client notes. So my business, I mean, my my notebook is really like my business Bible. This notebook is like raggedy now because I've been using it so long. I have different notebooks for a couple of different things, but this is like my master plan notebook. I have notes oh, about- our mastermind, January 10th, 2021. There's our notes for my mastermind. And we did nothing with that na- mastermind. We did nothing with that mastermind, mm. but we're going to do something with that mastermind. Uh, everything, timing. Yeah, everything, for 100%. Timing, timing, 100%. timing. So um, in here are some to-dos that I have to do that are really important, like the to-dos that have to get done, not like that whole list that's in the head of stuff that you got to get done. Mm -hmm. And then also I got notes about courses that I want to create, notes about uh, future things that I want to do, notes from clubhouse rooms. This is my notes from my training that I just did at your content creation boot camp. Everything is... It was so good. And you created that. In the back, like why, like when you got here, you created it, which I think is a really good point. So I, I all of us that are um, that are coaches and here's the thing. I don't know if I can trust a coach that needs a lot of time to prepare mm-hmm. because you got to like craft something, which is not. E- so when, when Donnie's like, yo, OK, I, I get to the venue. I see what other people are talking about. I'm going to fill in what needs to be talked about. But because she does it so often, it's not like I'm creating something new. And it's, like, it's like, yo, this is what this particular audience needs at this yeah. time. And she was able to create it. Typically on the morning meetup, whatever I spoke about, that formula, it came up that like five minutes before the call, 10 minutes before the call, yeah. because we do it on a regular basis. I think that's really cool. Because if like, this is like all game, right? This and it is doesn't all take game. you long to create nothing new. It doesn't. And so you you bring up a good point in terms of being prepared. Mm-hmm. So 
Yes, I did create this in the back of the room while I were here at the event. I do also have some standing prepared trainings, sure, right? Um, but talking about just content isn't my everyday thing, but content is something that I do to build my business. And because I have trained on content before and I had a limited number of time, what I did back there was went through some of my other content trainings mm. and pulled out the pieces that made sense here. So you see that I ripped out a piece of paper because I pulled out some notes from a previous training that I as I observed the audience, I knew that they needed that information. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I, I think any good, let's say, basketball players, I don't think Steph Curry necessarily trains for the game. He trains to be effective. So that he's not practicing the last-minute shot for that particular game. He wants to be effective at shooting, so he shoots all day long, shoots all day long. And some people are trying to prepare for the game instead of being prepared for the game. Mm. Dang, that's a bar. That's good. Did you catch that? That's a bar? That's good. So no, no longer being uh, prepared for the game, but being prepared for any game that comes about. So you could put me, you could put Donnie on any stage Especially if, it, well, if it's in our niche, uh -huh. in our field of expertise, uh -huh. um, we go, we go. So um, that's really good. This is, this is really cool. I like, I like this kind of style of podcasting, but this is like with IG, I'm like thinking of Instagram too. I'm trying to think of the questions and the podcast. Mm, are we I'm distracted divided. right now? I think I'm distracted. I'm not. I forgot. I actually, until you just said that, forgot that they were there. Really? Yeah. I'm not looking at all. Um, I totally forgot that they were there. Mm. And probably because my phone is set up on a tripod. And then we have someone over here who's holding the phone, who's like <laughs> waving for the charger and all kinds of other stuff. All right. Turn mine off. Turn mine we off. We got questions? We're good. Yeah, we we can get the questions from Donnie's because I, you know what? For and this is such these are such good teachable moments. So, um, in terms of like a focus divided, it might not even be. Um, I think let's say for instance we're building a business, right? And there's too many outside factors that maybe don't have anything to do with a business. Mm. Ooh. You really, mm. that's strong chance. Go for it. Finish it. No, finish no, it. no, 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 no. You finish it. Yeah. So um, there's there's so much there's so much to consider. Even if they're like really really small things, it's still another thing to consider. So for instance, I have a um, let's say let's say we're doing okay. I have a, a Instagram page, main Instagram page. I want to post it, but I also want to post on my other page. And on the other page, I might have to take out some words to tailor it to that other page. It would seem very simplistic that I just take this, I copy and paste the caption, post it. But at the same time, I don't want to forget this other page that I'm managing. I put that post on there, copy and paste the caption, change the words a little bit and post it. That doesn't seem like rocket science, but it's another small thing that I have to consider. And then I was studying like really, really successful people and a lot of them wear the same clothes every single day. Thus, I'm low key from the bottom down. I look homeless in this um, in this URL to my my outfit. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to be more intentional about not being intentional about my outfit because it's another thing for me to think about. Where I just want to put my mind, my focus, my attention on what I'm doing. And these small distractions mount up 
to a big distraction. So that's why you got to re- get rid of certain people. That's why I had to stop following certain people on yeah. um, social media because it's these it's these small things that take my attention that make me not 100% my best. So let's relate it to entrepreneurship. So what are those small, what do those small things look like? Like I immediately got so excited when you started making this point because when you are trying to focus on building your dream or your thing, your passion, whatever it is, and now we got these outside voices. We got this noise coming in from the outside where we're allowing people to infiltrate our thought processes. And now we start thinking, we we start looking at that, right? So we're trying to be focused, but we got the negativity coming in from parents and we're trying to stay focused, but we got the negativity coming in for friends and we're trying to stay focused and we got people telling us that we've changed. And eventually so many distractions are going to come that your focus now shifts and you turn your head just a little Mm. bit and you start looking at these other things. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. Exactly. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. And now you're thrown off just that quickly. Yeah. This is the one, well, we've filmed over a hundred, you've been present for over a hundred podcast episodes. And this is what you do every single day. And it's so easy for you to focus in and hone in on this, but we got something that's different that's outside of the environment now that's present. And you got thrown off. Yeah. You got thrown off. Let me let me tell you what's going on in my head right now. And this is so good. In my head, what's going on, we're doing a podcast, but I'm thinking about Instagram, right? But in my head, and I can't stop it or control it, I'm like, well, at what point is 15 to 20 minutes up so we can stop it so they still go to watch the, the, the podcast? And then another thing says, okay, well, with Patreon, this would be a good idea if we're doing like, mm-hmm. if they got access to the live joint while we're doing it. And then Aaron says, yo, we should do this live on YouTube. And all this stuff is going on in my head yeah. right now. And I can't, I can't stop it. I can't, like, I, I know myself. I just can't stop it. I'm considering, okay, are we taking questions from my life or Donnie's yep. life? And these, all these things are happening in my head from one simple decision. Let's just go live. And because I am an operations person and my job is to identify problems, right? And holes in the system. You know where my mind is? Where? Shut it down. Mm-hmm. We got to focus. Can you please shut it down? It's so wild that uh, once you really start to get in tune with who you are, you know any small thing will take you off. Yeah. Any any like yo, know, I, I I know it just takes it takes an immense amount of focus to build anything mm-hmm. big. Big. And right now. I can't afford another step. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm literally right now thinking, okay, the first 10 minutes is, are people going to stay? Was it too much? Mm-hmm. Is it, was it too distracting? How are we going to edit it? I'm like, okay, let me remember what the Seda said while he's editing, but I'm still trying to focus on the message. But we make these small decisions that lead to um, a, a, a mound of distractions, it immobilizes you in terms of like moving forward. So the question for us all are what are the things that we're putting on our plate that may seem small and insignificant that's taking us totally off our game? Oh, strong. What's up, Aaron? Yes, sir. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. With all that being said, just like how we started this, what happens when you add a person to all of these things. Now you got a mate, male or female, and now that person wants your attention. So how does that work into this entire ecosystem of social media and attention? Because now you got a person and not just a phone in your face needing attention. That's good. That's good. You want me to go first or I can? Yeah, because we're just going to force us into this whole relationship talk. No, huh? not, not really. Uh, <laughs> we can touch on it, but I think it depends on who that mate is. I, right now, don't have to worry about dinner. I don't have to worry about necessarily um, making sure Corey's in class or doing her homework. I A lot of times, I don't have to worry about... Um, uh, my my wife's, uh, I mean, I don't have to worry about uh, laundry and things of that nature. I know if I'm out working, she got it, mm-hmm. right? So in that regard, it takes all these other decisions. So let's say when, when I first got married, I realized one of the major things were I can focus more on my business because I'm not out here chasing, not saying I was chasing anybody, but as a single person, that's a part of your life you got to consider. You feel me? You sitting there, it's six o'clock in the evening. It's not too late. Still kind of early. What are we doing tonight? Do I want to hang out? I want to go get something to eat, but I'm not just trying to eat for eat's sake. I need to go somewhere where it's kind of lit mm, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out where to go and hang out. And it's another thing that's distracting me. And when I got married, I was like, yo, this is so amazing. Because I know where I'm going to be at six o'clock. I'm at the crib. It's not another thing. Okay, who should I call? Who am I hanging out with? Who? So, yeah, that t- taking away decisions is vital, mm-hmm. especially in the space where I'm in right now. 
Yeah, I have no input on the dating yeah, part. Yeah, <laughs> We're not going to go down I that rabbit hole. Look, once Donnie finds though that that thing that takes away, um, and it, it it allows you to concentrate your efforts because I know I got to go really hard by five o'clock because I'm going home after that, which is really really cool. Mm-hmm. Which makes me more effective. Anyway, how was your week? My week was amazing. Uh, I got a lot done this week. Got some clarity that I needed for several of my clients or help them get some clarity mm-hmm. um, in what we're doing next. Um, we are about to be approaching second quarter here very mm-hmm. soon. So we should already be thinking second quarter goals, right? Uh, or seven, second quarter implementation. We should already know what the second quarter goals are, but thinking implementation. So getting that, uh, that thought work done was, was really big. And then, you know what? On a personal level, because... I feel like people want to know mm-hmm. just, you know, what we do. Um, yeah, nothing happened. So how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> the week was absolutely amazing, man. I can say that um, every single day is, um, it gets better and better, especially we're waiting for, and kind of to the point we were just talking about, I'm waiting for our daughter to be born. Yes. And I'm trying to get it in right now because I'm shutting things down for a while. So the the I don't know if I don't know about you, but before you go out of town, mm-hmm. those are probably the most productive hours that you have. For sure. Because you want to get everything right. You knock it out. Bang, 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 bang. And then you know you're gonna be gone for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that that's where I'm at right now. I get it. Yeah. The same thing. Even, you know, you're having your newborn, but I don't think as a especially if you're juggling entrepreneurship and becoming a parent or being a parent. Mm-hmm. It never changes. Like, even when I know that my daughter is going to come home from college, I want to be shut down for those couple of hours or days that she's there. So most productive time, just banging it out, getting it done. I think the most important lesson, though, that I'm learning from you even is... Hold on real quick. Can we turn... There's a thermostat. Just turn that off over there. Sorry. Go ahead. Making no excuses. Like, making absolutely no excuses, no matter what's going on. Mm -hmm. And the reason that you have able been able to, you know what, Shans, like you have no excuses. Mm-hmm. You're going to get it done. And it's a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. You're going to get it done and you're going to get the result. You're going to get it done and you're also going to feel overwhelmed sometimes, yeah, right? A hundred percent of the time. So are you interested in balance? I don't, I don't know if balance is real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, we're actually reading, reading the one thing. I think it came from the one thing, yeah, where balance is an activity and not a goal or end result. Mm-hmm. Balance is like, yo, I'm I'm balancing this plate, then I got to come balance this plate. Like, I just got to, I got to continue to have some sort of um, back and forth. So they use the example of the ballerina that stands on their toe. And you see the ballerina, they're on their toe and they're posing. But if you really zoom in on the foot, it's like this, mm-hmm. going back and forth, just making sure everything above looks balanced. Mm-hmm. So it's about creating certain systems, making sure the system's here, then getting back to the family, making sure this works, then getting back to the family. So I don't know if a true everything's balanced actually exists. Mm. That's a good point. Like even in, even when things look balanced, you're still teetering back and forth on the scale. You're still putting that extra little, yeah. put that extra little ounce of something 
just to exactly. keep things balanced. And there's so many other outside influences, right? Yeah. So you think about balancing like liquids or the ballerina. If the wind blows too hard, you know, now you got to consider the wind. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's, it's a constant check on this, check on that, check on this. Check. It's like spinning plates. And some some people say, Yo, you know, you got the guy spinning a basketball on his head and then his fingers and then his toes. And he just comes and hits that one. That one's good for a minute. You hit that one. That one's good for a minute. That one's good for a minute. But you got to keep checking on everything. That's life. Yeah. yeah, That's life. I don't think you ever get to a point where everything's good forever. Everything's balanced. Because there's always going to be something. Like, yeah. imagine getting to a plateau, but now you don't have that, um, uh, you don't have that, that activity that you're used to. Yeah. So now you're going back. Okay, do I go build something else or do I chill? Well, if mm. I chill, I, I'm going to be wondering, yo, what else can I build? But if I go build, then I could get overwhelmed. And okay, well, what about while I'm building that, my spouse, whoever I'm with, they need that attention. But then you have a child and a spouse. And how do you balance the relationship time between your spouse and your child and the things that you got to do and then your own happiness? It, it never gets balanced. Mm-hmm. You always have to, okay, spend time with the daughter, child, myself, work, mm-hmm. my happiness, spirituality, back to my child. And it's a constant spinning of plates. I think our needs are constantly changing. Mm-hmm. As we are growing and experiencing more, learning more, our needs are constantly changing. In business, the needs of our clients are evolving as well. The needs of our families are changing. So Balance might be this false concept that so many people are chasing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it exists. Maybe priorities over balance. Balancing the priorities. But then how do you do that if balance doesn't really exist? Because you have, well, well, I'm sorry, not balancing, managing the priorities. Managing the priorities. Yep. Yep. Managing the priorities sounds good. So, Tell me a couple of things right now that you're working on in your business that you've absolutely prioritized to get you to the next level. Um, Podcasts and the morning meetup. Are those your two hero products? Like these are the two things that are going to take you to eight figures. That's yes. Um, Because I thought to make more money, you got to do more. Mm -hmm. And then I'm quickly realizing to make more money, you have to do less. Mm -hmm. So... I don't need all of these different streams of income. I actually, I'm shutting down. I, I just shut down a, a stream of income, called my boy yesterday. So I have a printing company where I print t-shirts. And um, a company, the company might charge $6, right? But they'll charge me $4. I charge my client 5 So my client gets to save other than just walking into, you know, finding their own print shop. I get to make some money. But what I do is I take the file I send it to the printer. They print it. When it's done, they let me know. I come pick it up and deliver it to my client. Sounds like easy money. It is easy money. But I called my friend yesterday, my best friend, and I said, yo, um, come over. I'm about to give you this business. And there's some people that still need to pay their balance that I didn't even give them the invoice for. They're, they're like regular clients, so they'll pay it, no problem. I say, yo, it's your money. I don't even want it. I'm walking away from that because I need to do less to make more. Because the time I'm spending sending the artwork, find out how many shirts you want, picking up the product, sending it to my client, 
the time that I'm spending right there, if I put it into my main project or my main business, it'll it 10x my results. Just those little pieces of time. I don't need another thing to think about. And here's what set it off. My printer misprinted something for a client. Mm. And now I got to handle it. I'm going to make 60 bucks to handle that problem. It's another, it's me saying, yo, let's just go IG. It's easy. Let's do it. But now I'm thinking about all this kind of stuff. So yeah. I told my boy, it's a couple of people. I'm just going to show you how to collect the money. Actually, I call you. I said, come over. We'll call the people. I'll call them and say, yo, um, you want to pay this invoice? Just send the money to this cash app. Send it to yours. I don't even want the money anymore. I'm shutting it down. Not even taking anything, a percentage of it at all. Just totally gave it away. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I, he, he would manage it. Yo, I'm going to give you the clients. You split it. But it's still another thing I think about. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in it at all. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's, a, that's, I mean, that's like a big decision for some people. Like they got little trickles of money everywhere. Yeah. But if you cut off most of those and just go in on one, spend all that time in the one, that one income will get you way more productivity than these little trickles where you're spreading yourself thin. So I did the same thing mm-hmm. with network marketing. You tried to pull me back in. It'd be easy money, yo. You're going to get a little Come spot, on, honey, little it's position. an easy stream. It's an easy stream. I legitimately walked away from an industry that paid me six figures. And I went to, in my last company, I went to a company that I expected to get just such bigger results from. And I didn't, and it, it ended up being a headache and there was a lot of politics in this company and just things that I don't have to deal with, right? And if I wake up every day and I got these text, message to, text messages to address and team to talk to and leadership to talk to, and it's draining me. And the, the money was way down, right? The money was down. It was still, you know, a good comma check every single month. Um, I just had to make... It got to a point where do I go to another company because this income has been providing for uh, a, a void or providing for my family for, you know, since 2012? Or do I just shut it down? And I had to really just take a week to say, because it's, it's hard to walk away from money when you need, you know, you need the money. Yeah. But what you don't, what I didn't need were the problems associated with it. Mm. And I had to really think about, I had to bet on me, yeah. just like you are betting on you. I had to bet on me and say, can I replace this money by going all in teaching business? You know, and I I want to touch on something that you just said. And we may be speaking from a position of privilege where we don't need that little money. We don't need that. But if somebody's saying, yo, I need every dollar that I can get. So what would you say to that person? I needed it at that time. Mm. So at the time that I walked away, what I didn't need for clarity was the headache and the, the problems I already had the headache and the problem of figuring out how I was going to get more clients, right? Figuring out how I was going to take my business to the next level. I have high overhead. So for me, it was not a situation of not needing the money. I needed to figure out how to make the money without those problems that were associated with it. So honestly, um, I stayed in certain places for so long because I used to have the mindset of I need the money, I need the money, I need the money. But then I started to see as I backed off of certain things and started to turn down opportunities, I made even more like bigger, Mm -hmm. bigger opportunities, bigger results, bigger income came as a result of it. And I'm even doing it right now, like Mm -hmm. in business right now, you're doing it right now. You just shut down a major part of your business 
And this will be to date our most successful years yeah. financially. Um, I just think trimming the fat is really important. For sure. And you may be in a position where you feel like you need the money. And I'm not suggesting that if you if you need this money to pay your rent and to feed your kids, do that. But while creating an exit strategy. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I did that while I was at the Cheesecake Factory because I was shooting videos. Well, I know how to do this, this stuff. I was shooting like music videos for people. And the guy would pay me $600. Like people would pay me $600 to do videos while at, working at the Cheesecake Factory. I'm making $600 a week. No brainer. Go take the, j- the gig a day. I shoot it, come back, edit it. And I make the money that I would make in a week in a day. But at this point, I started my T-shirt brand, Sleep is for Suckers. And my mentor was like, yo, you got to shut it down. You need to develop some focus. So I said, I'm putting the camera down. I'm only shooting my own commercials for my own business. And people kept calling to ask for videos, which it's really hard to turn down. Well, you could make in a day what you're making in a week. But I had a, that was my first um, practice in being able to cut the fat. Mm-hmm. So some people need to practice cutting the fat. Like yeah. there's something that you need to cut right now. And it's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to distract you and take you away from your major, major success. So, um, dang, this is, this is a really, really good conversation. And sometimes the things that you have to trim, that fat that you have to trim hurts. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it hurts. Bigger than financially, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it's, Soul crushing. (laughs) Soul crushing. Like even when I walked away from the network marketing industry, I was involved in that industry for years and I built this audience of people, this following, this community of people who looked at me as their voice of hope. Wow. If she can do it, if she can do it, she's a single mom. She was broke. She had this going on. I can relate to her because her story, like, the journey that she's gone through is the, the space that I'm in right now. And I wear other people's emotions, right? Mm. I That's why I got out of personal development coaching because you come to me with certain problems. Uh, I, I can't sleep at night. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, how do I go just go to sleep yeah. after you told me what you told me that you're going through? And so even breaking up with that community felt like I was turning my back on people. Mm. And I struggled. I struggled with that. I built this audience of this community of thousands of people, especially women who looked at me like, I'm going to do exactly what she did. I'm going to do exactly what she did. I'm going to do exactly what she did. And then I quit on them. Mm. And that was painful to me for a while. That's deep. Yeah. That's deep. And what was your, what was your resolve? Like, how did you get over it? So I had to, I had to realize that I did not quit on them. I grew for them. Mm. So me being brave enough to walk away from something that to them was bringing them so much hope, but to me was bringing me so much disdain. I had to be brave enough to walk away from that and really, really, really step into my element. I had to really step into my zone of genius and take Donnie to the next level. And they're going to be upset for a minute. Mm -hmm. They're going to be mad for a while. But then when they see how this works out, when you see how it works out and comes together, then you're going to be back. And I'm still going to be a bigger voice of hope, you know, for you now. So Mm -hmm. I had to 
my way of really dealing with that is saying, okay, if you walk away from this and you and you disappoint these people who enjoy hearing from you in these calls, who enjoy seeing you on the stage, who enjoy building from you, you better make this make sense. Yeah. And so I had to go out there and make it make sense. Man, I, uh, shout out to my man that was at the boot camp. He was saying one of his biggest concerns were um, his, he wanted to move into another industry but he was really concerned about what his friends would say because he's been in this one industry for a long time. I remember him. Yeah. And um, I thought, I was like, yo, how silly. But then I really thought, yo, that's a real thing for people. Mm -hmm. And they weren't even his clients. He's like, yo, these people aren't even my clients. They're not people that's going to buy from me, but I'm really concerned about what they think. Mm -hmm. And again, my first thought is, yo, how are you, concerned about a group of people who want are your friends. So it doesn't matter what you do in terms of business. They should still be your friends. Mm-hmm. If not, they're not your friends. But two, these aren't even your clients. So like yeah. go into this space. But um, I think that's very, very valid, man, because you don't want to hurt people or you want acceptance mm-hmm. from people. Yeah. So I, I think that's one of, that's definitely one of my barriers in terms of charging what I'm worth. Because... I want acceptance. I never want somebody to say, oh, he charged too much. That hurts my feelings, believe it or not. Yeah. And it, it, it's, a, it's a true challenge for me, but um, at some point you got to choose you, mm-hmm. right? You got to choose you and say, all right, well, the people that I'm concerned about, they're not asking for my permission to do it. <laughs> you feel me? Like his friends aren't asking him, hey, man, you think it's okay if I switch industries? But what happened was he called his friend and uh, at the end of the conversation, his friend was like, yo, man, if anybody could do it, you can. Wow. He was super relieved. But going back to initial concern, it was all in his head. Yeah. So I think the concern that we have for people are all in our head. Do you think it's in your head? Charging yeah, what you were? Hundred percent. So, what did you do? Because you have since—I know I've been on you for years mm-hmm. about your prices and why they are what they are, um, and 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 even just encouraging you, encouraging you in a way to say, "Hey, I don't even think you realize how great you are, how valuable you are." And I'm noticing now that you're inching up the ladder yeah, in prices. 100%. You're sliding things out. So, what was it for you to say? I am just going to go out here and start charging my worth. It was a uh, it was a philosophy that I got from Markwell. So Markwell, and he's, he's been saying it for a while, but he finally convinced me that undercharging people is a disservice to them. Because yep. if someone, let's say somebody, um, is that my phone? All right, cool. All right, so we got to pause it because I pray every day at 2.30 and that's my 2.30 alarm. Okay, so I'll pause it and come right back. Hey, guys, studio audience, all right? You want to give them a commercial real quick? Yeah, so this episode... (laughs) Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Right in the middle, you guys. I want to encourage you to connect with us uh, in our text community because we drop free game all the time. Like, we're not going to sell anything right here. Are you dropping free game in your text community? Yeah, absolutely. But my number is on my phone, so... And I don't know my number. So while we're getting your number, I'm going to give you mine. Okay, yeah, so that. you guys connect with me, text me social proof. So I know that you came from the podcast. 
Text me social proof and get added to my text line. I give away business tips. I also have some paid membership groups too that you can be a part of. You'll find out about at the end of the episode. But if you just want occasional free game and you want your girl checking on you, hit me at 404-737-2767. One more time, that's 404-737-2767. Text me the words social proof. Yep. Mine is 404-737-4935. I got to pray. It's 2.30. I'm out. I'm right. back. What's going on, family? David Chance. I want to give you a special invitation to The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. It is the only organization that gathers every single morning, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and we help you learn entrepreneurship, grow as an entrepreneur, become an entrepreneur, or you just get to be in an environment, a network of all entrepreneurs. Literally hundreds of entrepreneurs gather on a Zoom call every single morning, Monday through Friday, okay? So I want to give you a special invitation to help grow your business and your brand all this year, okay? Every single day, you eat every day for the for your health. You brush your teeth every every day for your hygiene. I need you to learn and grow every single day um, for your mindset, okay? So make sure you go to themorningmeetup.com. It is only $1 um, trial. You don't need a promo code. Just go $1, themorningmeetup.com. Check it out. If you like us, stay. If not, after that, it's $79 a month, but I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy yourself, okay? So go to themorningmeetup.com. I love y'all. See you in the morning. I bought two Mercedes in 24 hours that made me the money, right? Stuntastic. Stuntastic right there. But the story made me money. I wear red bottoms because they're going to make me, people see me on stage. We might as well get into that. Uh, Welcome back, y'all. Are we on? Are we on? We recording back? Okay, cool. So where were we? What were we just saying just now? Because uh, Marcus Rosier, Marcus Rosier, Rosier, Marcus Rosier is in the building. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, what were you just talking about in terms of? We were just talking about the things that we do that are uh, not for us, but for them. Them it's for them. Air quotes yes. them. Right. So. You know what? I want to get those Louis sneakers for my wife, but you said they're thirteen hundred. I believe these, were and she don't go nowhere. So if I'd have bought them for her, it don't really come back to me. It's just it might come back in love. I don't know, but I need thirteen hundred dollars worth extra love. You're absolutely gonna. So she's about to be carrying around a new baby. Sometimes a car yeah. seat without you and a baby bag. She deserves. She deserves these Louis Vuitton sneakers. She on do. Her feet. She do deserve them joints. Those are fire. Thank you for those of you guys who you know what I mean. Just those are fire. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's just my only problem is you don't wear socks. You I don't. I, mean? I don't. Only I only wear socks. So wear I will socks? wear a little footy in the summertime if it's super hot because your feet sweat. But it's cold outside. These so Louis Vuittons are a little different. They don't have what yours have on the inside. <laughs> they are me they are made to be just a little breathable. I mean, you know, you you first of all, you got a Rolex on, right? So you know the difference between your fossil and your Rolex. That's real. That's all real. Right. Those are nice shoes. But uh yeah, so we were talking about buying stuff for other people, mm-hmm. right? And um <clears throat> And maybe it's, it's not like, okay, you just bought two cars, one for your daughter and one for you, two Mercedes. And it's not necessarily what people say, oh, you got a Mercedes, let me give you some money. Yeah. How is that working? Like, how does it? So I have driven a Chevrolet Equinox every new model every year for a long time. 
And as, every single as time. average ball, and I get the new Equinox. I get the new one, okay? Run it. See the average ball? <laughs> <laughs> average stunt. And so, <laughs> it's the average stunt. And honestly, it was one of the first cars that I was, you know, that that was purchased or driven after I lost everything. So it was just something that I was comfortable with. I didn't have to worry about maintenance and oil changes. It was just a good car, mm-hmm. right? I had luxury vehicles back in the day. So it was just a good car. So it was Shans and shout out to David Emanitier and Justin Owens three of my male influences, strong male influences in my life who all said, Donnie, you got to get another car. Like, you can't be walking around here making all of this money and you pulling up in a dirty dirty Chevy Equinox, right? Because I don't get the car washed or it's clean on the inside, but the tires look filthy. Mm. I still have the car. Anyway, so y'all are all in my ear. You got to get another car. You got to get another car. So I went shopping to buy my daughter a Mercedes SUV. I had no intention of buying a car. Mm. None. And I'm at the dealership and I'm looking at these cars and I'm testing them out for her. And I'm like, this does feel a little different. This feels nice. I feel like the Equinox to it. It does not feel like the Equinox, (laughs) but I still love the Equinox. I really do. So I'm in the car and I'm like, this feels different. And I think I sent you a text and you like, you buying that for you? I'm like, no, for Deja. You were like, oh, you need to buy it for you. (laughs) (laughs) So I bought both cars. I bought two Mercedes SUVs and I did a video showing that I did that because it was a couple of reasons. Like I remember being so broke that I didn't know how I was going to send my daughter to college, let alone a school as expensive as Auburn University that we pay for cash. And then on top of that, buy her a Mercedes for her Mm. first car. I had no idea. Like I always knew that I was going to get her a car. I always knew that I wanted her to drive luxury. But if I had to opt for something different, I would have created that story, you know, too, to get her something. You got a car, right? Mm. And so for me, it just meant so much because I just, anytime I do stuff like that, I remember going back to 2009 when my daughter was like six years old and I foreclosed on my house and the bank sent a family in and she had this custom room and, you know, Princess Castle and this family comes in and they got two kids and they're arguing in her face mm. over who's going to get her bedroom Dang. in her face. They're like the boy and the girl, like, I want the room. I want the room. And I had not cried this entire process. I was foreclo- in foreclosure for months. And it was that moment that I saw her like standing outside her room, looking at these kids fighting over her prized possession. This is where she had her friends and her mm. sleepovers and her braggadocious rights. And I went and sat in my stairwell and I just like burst into tears. And my daughter comes to the stairwell and she's like, mommy, it's okay. It's okay as long as the boy doesn't get my room. And when that happened, I realized how in tune she was. I realized how much she knew what was going on. And I said, I would never, ever put us in this situation. Like literally, I didn't just lose our house. I robbed you of what you valued most at your six-year-old life. Mm. And so I feel like it's my responsibility to make that up for her because she was never one of those kids who went in the store and had tantrums because I couldn't get something. She didn't even ask. My daughter was just simple. She didn't even ask. So for me... (laughs) My mom told me not to ask. Yeah, yeah. You know... You gotta go in the store. Okay, like before we get out... Don't ask. Don't ask for nothing. Don't ask. Yep. So when I, you know, I I was thinking leading in to buying the car, she didn't get her license until she was 18. So at 18, she got the car. And as the weeks were leading up, I'm looking at cars and I'm like, "Uh, does she need this? Should I do this? And I said, you know what? She's never asked for much. And 
that moment of just robbing her of her prized possession and she never held it against me because children will hold that against you, Mm. make you feel terrible and disgusting. It never happened. So I paid her back. I made sure she went to the college of her dreams. And this car was a big deal for me. And, um, And I do intend to buy her a property to live in, like her own, her very first owning property. Those are the three milestones that I set for my daughter as a way for me to feel like I did something to make that one moment up for her. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, and moving forward and you showing it on uh, social media, what'd that do? So I showed it on social media. I took, I I just shared in my joy. I shared in her joy and my calendar filled up. Mm. People, single moms everywhere. I want to do that. I want to do that. Dads everywhere. Like, I want to be able to do that for my kid. What's the steps? What steps do I have to take to prepare? My kids are six years old now. What steps do I have to take to be able to do that? And I mean, a lot of money was made because obviously people want to enroll in my course. They want to work with me. They want to position themselves now. It created a sense of urgency in other people to say, oh, no, I got to do that too. Like, here's just your regular everyday woman. I don't stunt a lot on social media. I'm just your everyday girl next door living my life. And I come out, you know, having done this. And my daughter's reaction showed how much she deserved it. You know, she didn't run to the car first. She hugged me first. Mm. And it just showed her level of gratitude and the lessons that I've taught her. And so many people were attracted to that, that they calendar booked up and we enrolled, you know, people in the course. I think within the first 20, uh, within the first 24 hours, we may have sold about $30,000 worth of courses from posting that video. And then there's a residual effect because that that video now has almost 100,000 views. Mm. So it just keeps getting shared and keeps getting shared and keeps getting shared. Wow. So, you know, that that does beg a question. If you should get the new car or you should get the watch, you should present yourself in a certain way. And this is what I found too. Some people don't want to do business with you based on the perception that the money they're going to give you is going to pay all your bills. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a real, you know, you, you almost like, so for instance, uh, <laughs> Ryan, you might um, pull up average person. I'm, I'm just good at what I do and I'm going to, I'm going to give you a certain rate and I'll pay it. But if you pull up in, I don't know, you pull up in a, S-Class Mercedes or something like that, they know that this is going to be a premium. Yeah. Like, yo, based on the car that you drive, people will make a determination of what they feel like they can pay you or feel like they can get away with. But if somebody already has it, like, you don't you don't play with that person because they are there at their level because of, for some reason. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Which is, mm-hmm. which I think is, you know... Savage, maybe, or or um, judgmental? It's very judgmental, but I see it all the time. Even if you just scroll through, like, comments on ads and people are saying, hey, buy this blueprint for $37 and you'll get the one smart alecky comment that says, or he just wants us to buy this course so he can continue to pay for his luxurious condo in the sky that he recorded mm-hmm. that video from. And yes, that is the truth. You are contributing to that person's lifestyle, but you're watching the video because a part of you wants that same lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. do you let your jealousy for what that person has amassed stop you from getting the information? Yeah. Or do you want the information? What do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about that? In terms of, uh, Ryan, I want to hear, I want to hear your perspective because, um, like you're, you're and I keep picking on him because he's a, 
making this transition from full-time employee to full-time employer, right? So yeah. when it comes to what kind of car do you drive? Hmm? What kind of car do you drive? You drive something uh, nice? Yeah, it's a well, it's a Ram. A Ram. Okay. A little Ram. A little Ram. Uh, a little flank so what, what do you <laughs> What do you think about buying bait almost or or upgrading your presentation for clients? What what do, what do you think about that? Um, I think it definitely carries a perception. Like it helps. Like if if I show up like with I'll, I'll give you an example. I'm a videographer, and when I show up, I got a lot of stuff with me. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff with me. And a lot of clients that I work with, when they see all of that stuff, like, they get super excited. And I think every client that I have, I've never had a client complain about my prices. Mm. And I feel like I need to charge more, but... Mm. I was going to say it's one of two reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, um, I think that I think that it's because like they feel like they're getting value because I spend a lot of money on the mm. equipment. Let mm-hmm. me let me tell you when I talked to Brandon because uh, he 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 shot the um, shooters camp. He was like here, um, and the first thing Brandon said the day before, he's like, "Yo, I got two people." that are going to, um, you know, they want to come through and shoot. I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. And I was like, are they good? I'm like, this is my question. I said, yo, are they people that, like, just came out of your camp and they're just looking for an opportunity or are they good at what they do? He was like, nah, man, dude, Ryan, he probably, he got more equipment than me. He was like, yo, he probably got $30,000 worth of equipment on him. And I said, really? That was the conversation. Mm-hmm. The price point at how much equipment you got created a certain perception in my head about the quality of work. Mm-hmm. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. But the difference, what's important though, is that he showed up with $30,000 equipment, did his job and it was valuable. And like was his valuable. finished product was amazing. He put together your, he, he gave you your deliverables within 24 hours, mm-hmm. right? So you feel good about that transaction. You feel good about sewing into him not so he can go off and buy more fancy equipment yeah. to do nothing with, but you understand that you got value from it. So I think that's important too. What we were really talking about that started this conversation is how if you do this right, right? Some of the luxury things that we had, you didn't buy that Rolex for you. No. You did not buy that Rolex for you. You bought that Rolex because it's a marketing tool. That's a fact. It's a marketing tool. It's, it's a validation tool. Right. People see you with that Rolex on your wrist and they're like, oh, he must have some money. And we associate having money with success. So let me connect with this guy. Right. What made you buy that Rolex? Um, one, the major thing was just environment. I literally was at uh, Marcus's house, M500. Um, and I was looking at Neil's watch and I was like, we got the little Rolex. You know, I talk about, I used to put little in front of it. I got your little Rolex. I see you, bro. And then, um, uh, 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 Jason had one, like a a Rolex, just a different kind is another color. (laughs) And then Jason said something about Alex's and then Marcus went and got his. And then Alex came around with something crazy on his wrist. And then I saw it was, I don't know if it was. Marcus' wife, or it was another, it was somebody else there who had one. I said, oh, what's going on right now? Did that make you feel 
less successful? It may, it didn't make me feel less successful, but it made me feel that maybe yes. Hmm. Let me take it. Maybe it made me feel less successful. Inadequate. I don't know if I would use the inadequate, but wanting to fit in. Mm. I want to be a part of the environment. Mm -hmm. So, really good. So, like we we talked about last time, I went and created an an event to help me buy that. I could have bought it, but I just can't. I'm not at a level where I'm just going just just to keep up with y'all. I'm just going to take money out of my account and just do it. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I got to figure out a way to get something to pay for this. So, a couple weeks later, I went and got it. But... If I had not been in that environment, I wouldn't have done what I did to get the money. And then we've now done it twice. And it's a part of my business now. So being in that environment, it made me want to stretch for more. So I have two questions. The first one is, did purchasing that watch increase your business? I think it did in a couple ways. One, your presentation is everything. Like your your, your presentation People will look at you differently. Like, oh, let me see that. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm practicing, and, you know, like, what you're doing. I'm oh, just... oh, for sure. Yeah, you're going to go grab your joint. Okay. <laughs> here, you know, here's, here's, here's what I don't like, though. So I always, I always, I'm always here with it, right? Yeah, you with are. My, always. But now that I have it, it seems like I'm doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. So go back to my last episode. I still have my hand here. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be an Apple Watch or something like that. But mm-hmm. now I put it away because I don't want nobody to think I'm trying to do. Anyway, it, actually, the first episode that I started wearing it, like my, I rolled up my sleeves, right? <laughs> and then Donnie, like, oh, you're rolling your sleeves up. You got some watch on. <laughs> yeah. I got long arms. But, so, but let me, me let me say this, though, to you guys back there. Don't you see this from all the way back there? Do you see immediately, like you look at it and you see the watch from all the way back there. You probably didn't notice the Apple watch from all the way back there. And you didn't didn't notice the Apple watch from all the way back there. And I personally think Apple watches are pretty fancy. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Now, let me ask you this. I got a second part to that question. But but, but the second part is, I think um, anything you do, you get to... You know, you buy a, a fresh pair of sneakers. You walk with a little. You know, you're fresh. But no scuff marks. You feel you get a you get a, a haircut. You know, you're fresh. You walk with a little, a little more, a little swagger, right? So, um, I think having a watch, and I, I want to get another one because they, I'm in the environment again. And Rashad and Troy Trap, they just went to a whole another level with the joint, which is literally like four of these watches. But I think Dang. once you have it. You walk with a little more, um, I've earned this, and I have more confidence. Your posture changes. Your posture does change. Your posture changes when you jump out of the Mercedes. Like, we can admit it or not, but your posture changes when you walk out of it. And I think people are attracted to that. Yeah. So, and you know, I I think it's what you perceive, like, I pulled up right at the front door of my Chevy Equinox. Like, what's you the did? good? I did. I don't care what you think about what I drive. Just like I pull up in the car. I got the car. Just, it was so important. Donnie, you but, need to get the car. I the bought the car. the posture change, though? The posture may have changed just a little bit. Um, 
It may have changed just a little bit because I still didn't buy the big boy Mercedes, right? Sure, sure. But it's a nice, it's a nice vehicle. The posture may have changed just a little bit. If I buy the Ro- when I buy the Rolex, the posture may change a little bit. Let me ask you this though. When you, before you purchased this Rolex and you were in this environment where you see Marcus and Neo and Trap and all of these people with these, I think Trap got his after you, yeah. but you see these Rolexes, did it make you feel like that? made them more successful. Having those contributed to their success. Like, did you feel like, mm, I need that to take me to the next level? I didn't, I didn't think I needed it to take me to the next level. But um, I feel like there's certain people you don't play. You don't play with. Like, if, if Neo, so Neo, he did the mastermind. It was, you know, um, it was a $5,000 mastermind. Because of like the things that he has and does, I'm not gonna try to get five hundred dollars off. It's mm-hmm. not. Oh, let me do forty five hundred. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Be- because I know the gate. The just based on the trappings of what they have, mm-hmm. like it's certain. You just you would feel uncomfortable haggling with them. You know what I mean? So I don't think it. Um, I think it was just it was just being a part of. I don't know. Just just going to another level. Let me tell you this. So I lived on the South side for a little while while I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. Then I moved to Claremont. And somebody told me, he said, yo, when you, when you pay more for rent, you'll make more money. And yeah. I started making more money when I paid more for rent. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know why. Happened so. to me too. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Started making more money when I paid more for rent. Yeah, you know, that's why when my wife says she wants like a big, she wants to like, she wants to design her house and she just wants land and buy. I'm like, I'm not as afraid of it as I would have been. See, I'm just not sure if it was because I pay more rent and people like that and they want that and they decide to do business with me. I don't know if it's that or if it's my mindset associated with the fact like, damn, I pay more rent now. I got to get it. (laughs) We got to up the the effort. We got to increase the effort. So I think all of those things make a difference. When your bank account is light, $20,000, $40,000, $50,000 because of a watch, you're going to go back out there and make that money back, yeah. right? So I think those things all play a role. But I was telling you earlier off camera, those red bottoms that I had on when I walked in, Steve Madden makes a version of those, <laughs> right? For like 80 bucks. I like Steve Madden, but I understand because I'm a personal brand and people are driven and motivated by lifestyle they need to see a little bit of that. Yeah. It It's how you guys associate that somebody may have a level of success. It's even how we associate it. I don't want to just say it's the audience that watches us. We look at somebody pull up in a Rolls Royce. We look at the Marcus Rosiers who, you know, owns two Teslas for no reason at all. And he just bought another Corvette. And he, he bought a Corvette. Corvette. You know, yeah. he got cars in different states that he doesn't even live in any, anymore. And you know what? You see that normally and, you know, they're doing some kind of car rental service. He don't even rent them out. He doesn't rent them out. He That's he crazy. owns them and he drives them whenever he feels like it. That's wild. So I look at things like that, mm. you know, and I think those are Yeezys that he's wearing right now. I'm not sure. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. 
in the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Yeah. But I look with at the things Gucci belt. Did you see the, the Gucci belt? And the Gucci belt. The new one. Yeah. The, the, the mm-hmm. double G on top. You know mm-hmm. what I, mean? I didn't even know there was a new one. But I say that to say, um, you know, I'm still, I'm still trying to get the old one, right? <laughs> I say that to say we see things even still at our levels and say, man, they must be getting it. Absolutely. And so the people who are doing the Rolls Royces and the Bentleys and the people who are paying cash for their mom's houses, that's the level of environment and increase that we need to see to take us to the next level because multiple six figures and seven figures just ain't it. It's Mm. not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. And here's here's what I'm concerned about too is that people are watching at home and they're like, oh, it's all about the money and they're greedy and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I, I hope y'all don't get that from the conversation, but it's like trying to decode this whole getting to the next level thing. It's like a, it's like a formula to consider, right? Like, what are the things? Okay, can I get to the next level? And how do I play into the perception? Now, again, you have to perform. Like, it's not like I'm, for one, we're not stretching beyond our means, like in terms of like going to get a really, really expensive car and now you got to struggle to pay for it. That's not what we're saying. But like there are certain things that I'm, I don't need like chains and all that kind of stuff. And I'm cool. That's why I, my wife was talking about the house. I'm like, yo, we got to, our house is fine. Like we don't need all that. But I want to go get it because of a feeling that's going to be created. Me, giving my wife the feeling of getting her her dream home will prompt some sort of activity in me to go to another level. Mm-hmm. You can't play with me. I got I'm I'm starting to understand mm. my value more mm. because there's certain things that I want and you undervaluing me will prevent me from the feeling that I really really want of my wife having you her dream home. You better preach that word. And listen, this works at any level, 100%. right? This works at any level. It doesn't have to be Louis Vuitton sneakers and red bottoms and Rolexes and big houses. This could be you being that person in your circle right now and maybe your environment, your immediate circle, the people who look up to you, maybe they need to see you with a fresh cut every Friday, right? To be inspired, to go and Should I have gotten a haircut? Do I look crazy? No, because you're covered up. I mean, but here. I mean, you always look crazy there, but... 
anyway. So it could be, you know, that they, they they just need to see you. You may be the person who's always ironed and pressed and fresh out of the dry cleaners. And that inspires people like, man, they, he's really always really clean cut. She's always well put together. It's not a monetary value. It's determining what your audience identifies and associates with uh, success. And so I'm going to say this. I was thinking about it when you were saying, oh, there's going to be some people who saying, oh, y'all, are, y'all are all about the money. Y'all are showing these things to show money. I want you to think about the concept of a commercial. Mm-hmm. Mm. Commercials are created to be evidence that something works. Yeah. So the vacuum cleaner works. The household cleaner works, right? The waste trainer works. Commercials are evidence that something works. So in our industry, because we are entrepreneurs who are growing in a personal brand space in the day and age of, of social media, our social media is our commercial. It's our commercial. And so everything that we do or the things that we choose to do is evidence that something works. So when I wear the red bottoms or when I'm just well put together or I'm happily living my life or Shans is getting one Rolex and about to get another one, it's literally- I'm not about to get another one. He will be getting another one. Maybe not, not right now, but he will be. I wouldn't use about. All it is, is evidence that something works. Mm. It's just evidence that something works. And then there's going to be people who say, oh, well, not all the time. Just because you have these things doesn't mean something works. Well, just because a company advertises an amazing product doesn't mean that their product works either, but they're going to put their best foot forward in showing that it works. It doesn't mean that it does, doesn't mean that it doesn't, but you don't know. Yeah, you know what's crazy? We went on the, uh, on, on a, we was on a, the yacht, right? And uh, Seth was there. And the, the you left for, me. for, no, I didn't, we was at the Massimar. So it's a part of the oh, Massimar. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So that's not me and Stein. I didn't go, I didn't pay for a dime for that. But um, we were on the, 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 the yacht. And the guy that's driving the yacht, he noticed my watch. He said, Oh, you got the, you got the uh, Rolex. That's dope, man. Cause he had one. He had the little yacht master joint. And I know that uh, watch 20 grand. Mm-hmm. Immediately when I noticed it, I was like, oh, is this your boat? First, I'm thinking he's the person that drives the boat. He just picks people up. When I saw him with the watch, I said, oh, this this your boat? He's like, nah, not my boat. But I'm thinking, like, I almost, I had like another level of respect. You associate for him? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. And and, and these things. Maybe I'm wrong for that. Maybe I'm right for that. I don't know, but it's just human. It's just human. It's it's just how we've been trained to think, right? Just like some people have been trained to think that their way to building wealth is working nine to five for 40 years or whatever that time frame is. It's based on your environment. It's based on your experiences and what you've been exposed to. And I know that sometimes, I, you know, when, I, when I'm on Instagram, 90% of the time, I look a mess. I'm at home. I'm working. I'm chilling. But that other 10%, I'm on and popping. I like to do certain things because I know that the people, I know that the people who follow me and buy into me are people with big dreams. They got big dreams. They want stuff. They desire stuff. So if that's not you, you're not my audience, right? I do what I do because I want people to believe bigger. You got to believe bigger. You got to see it and feel it and visualize it. And if you don't have access to it and there's nobody there to show you, then how do you believe bigger? Yeah. We build hope. And allow mm. people to build bigger. And then we not just build hope and allow people to build bigger or think bigger. We provide free game. Game that's not free. But the point is, we got resources for you to not just dream it, but go out there and get it. Facts. 
fact, golly, man, very interesting. Any any input, y'all? I would love to hear your perspective or said any. Go for it. <clears throat> so uh, I'm kind of in that situation right now, kind of sort of. Oh yeah. Cause like, all right, when I first met David, uh, well, I got in a wreck recently. So I'm in the process of getting a new car. But I pulled up the first day and David was like, you don't drive? Like, do you Uber? Like, what do you do? And I was like, yeah, bro, I'm Ubering right now. Uh, so I know like his part of perception of me was like, what's up with this dude? Like, is he, are you good? You know what I'm saying? You straight? But I, I did before the accident. Um, I drove a nice car. I drove Infinity. I drove the G35. It's real nice. So I know the outside looking in, let's just say I'm I'm handling some business or something like that. Uh that might be how they view me because they don't see me arriving. They might just see me with my book bag on. And um, yeah, that's probably all I got. But like how he said, he pulling up with his luggage, he pulling up with his trunk full of luggage and it's just a perception. Somebody doesn't know you, so they just trying to like understand, you know what I mean? They just trying to understand what you have to offer, like what's your value. Um, and I do the same thing with people too. Like if someone is just... I can't figure them out or I can't really see what they got going on. I don't judge them, but I would want to understand, Anytime you know. you draw it out, though, I don't judge them. Yeah, but I, don't, you, yeah, yeah, I don't judge them. them. Yeah. But it is, it's a real thing, though. It's a real <laughs> thing, though. Just like real talk. Like, David, like how you dress right now, if someone didn't know you, mm. they would they would think, okay, this dude just got on sweats. He don't care. You know what I'm right. saying? He's just chilling. But little do they know all the information you could provide. So, like, I don't ever want to, like, overstep nobody's um you know I just try not to prejudge people on their on their thoughts so I'm in between on it yeah it's 50 50 because it's just how like you said how people humanly think so um yeah, I don't know it's real, just, man. yeah it's just all the way around so perception's real and, and you know obviously I'm sure somebody is uh watching this like yeah well super successful people they wear the same clothes every day and all that which they're not necessarily in brand building Exactly. They're not. You feel me? That's not. That's not a brand they're trying to build. Well, and then sometimes when you see that too, you got to think personal brand building. Not also. personal brand building. Yeah. Sometimes you'd be so far up, mm-hmm. you don't want nobody to know. Exactly. It's, you know, it's it's not when you see people like that. You know, they they look at the Bill Gates and Warren Buffett is living in the same house since you know nineteen thirty something or nineteen forty right. something, whatever that number is. They weren't building personal brands. And society made it this way. Mm, It's not our fault. This is what... Just somebody change the way and I'm going to go with that mold too. Figure something different out and we'll make that happen. But society made it this way that in order to build, in order especially for African-American entrepreneurs who are in our space to prove themselves worthy of teaching you something that you need, we got to show you the money. Mm. Yeah, go for it. I don't know if y'all remember this uh, Muhammad Ali interview that he had with, uh, it was like an older white guy, way back during that time. But uh, the, the the white guy was reading off the article about like, why did Muhammad Ali have a Rolls Royce or something like that? And um, I don't know if he said like his people in his community did it or something like that, but Muhammad Ali said the same thing. He was like, you know, us African-Americans, we got to have these... Uh, these fancy things like these Rolls Royce and these uh, fancy suits and cars and stuff, because if we don't have it, we'll just seem like we're just like the average person. But we have to show what our value so people can respect us because we're already African-American and, and uh, 
you know, how they view us, majority of them, how they view us. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of times why Muhammad Ali did buy those things. Um, and then he said another great thing, too, like when they came to his house, uh, when you walk in, like he's just not going to be sitting in the living room when you walk in. No, you're going to sit down in the living room and you're going to wait for him. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta give him the time. Like you know, in a, in a, in a one bedroom park, like yeah, bro, I'm here. yeah, like, I'm you here. Just, yeah, you're not just like Michael Jackson. The lot. <laughs> like the president, you know what I mean? Like I'm sure, like you're just not walking into the White House and Barack Obama just. I mean, yeah, he might have greet you, but like you gonna wait. You know what I'm saying? That's a value, and those like it's it's hard for us to. It's not harder for us, but we do have to do that to show our value. Um, in our entrepreneurial space and just our space overall. So that's a fact. Yeah, I want to I want to hear from the audience on this. So wherever you're watching this, uh, wherever you're sharing this, comment and let us know, like, what is your perceived value associated with success when you're choosing the people who you are purchasing specifically information from specifically information? What do you use to gauge whether or not this is a person who can help you? What do you choose to gauge whether or not that person has actually got results or receipts or whatever. Like, what's your determining factor? Yeah, it's a game to play. And uh, now that you know the game, right or wrong, it is a game to play. Like, and if you can play to, uh, if you can learn how to play the game, it's not wrong to learn to play the game. Anybody got a question? You got What's up? Go for it, right? I just wanted to mention that um, I don't volunteer the information to my clients that I have a full-time job. Mm. Because some businesses won't exactly. work with you mm-hmm. if they think that this is just your. Even if you could do the work, right? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's deep, ain't it? It is. Perception. It is. People look at you. Now, I remember when I was trying to get off my job or when I was working my way off my job, I never hid the fact that I went to work. I never hid the fact that I had a job, but I did notice the difference in how seriously people like mm-hmm. I was legit building a I had a six figure job and a six figure business. It didn't matter to some people, though, that I had a six figure business when I say, oh, I have a job. So I, I'm working until six. Can we do something at six thirty in terms of scheduling? Oh, mm. let me get back to you. People judge you. It's like we look down on jobs and like people aren't qualified unless they are able to display that they're rolling in dough on their own time. 100%. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Um, like I usually, I'm glad that like we have like the links where people can schedule because like if I have to take a call, mm-hmm. I leave that open block yeah. around my lunchtime. Yeah. But like I don't, people ask me sometimes and I'll tell them, but otherwise um, I've I know people who, you know, they get concerned that Mm -hmm. you're not, your heart isn't (laughs) in this. This is just your extra money. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. What's up? All right. I want to go to a, um, a, a different angle of this. Like with me, I'm somewhat in a relationship field, right? And the first thing a lot of women may say is, well, he isn't married or he isn't this or he isn't mm-hmm. that. Like, how can he give me advice? So the one thing I always like to show is my relationship with women. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to, like, have videos where I'm talking to different women or, you know, so I want them to see that the women that know me, that I know, they are validating me. So it's it's good to have a nice, a nice car and things like that. But in my world... 
I think it's more important for me to show the relationships. For sure. Since I'm not this married, perfect life having person. Because mm-hmm. a lot of women would say, well, why would we listen to him? Mm-hmm. They could easily go on any of my social medias and say, oh, okay. Yeah. He knows her. He knows her. He gets along with her. Okay, she likes him. And that gives me a validation <laughs> yeah, that's a little different. Though, because you, for one, I don't, I don't really see a whole lot. Let me put it this way. I more see people talking about relationships who aren't in relationships than those that are. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think because once you're in it, you really know the game. And it's like, yo, I cannot tell nobody. <laughs> like, I, I could not go on. I've, I've been married for a couple of years. I'm not coaching nobody in relationships. Because you can't tell no, your, I, no business, I, right? I, no, no, it ain't that. It's just, I still don't know what's going on. I don't know how to... <laughs> I don't know how to have a successful relationship. I think we have a successful relationship. Nothing toxic about it. It's awesome, but it's a balancing act. It's balancing. Like, mm-hmm. today, it's really good. Tomorrow, yeah. The day <laughs> after that, not so good. The day after that, we good. We're backlit, okay? Yeah. But it's like, I can't teach. I can't coach nobody on this. So I think, and not discrediting the single coach, but it's more single coaches teaching from a perspective of not being in it because that's the real work. Mm-hmm. You can't, t- come on. Like it's, cause the same, same thing I teach you today, I, like I'm probably going to go against that tomorrow because I'm in a situation where, oh, you talk about having patience and you got to make sure you are, you, you treat it like a queen. And th- but the next day you're like, ah, you're not, I'm not feeling that whole treat you like a queen. I'm <laughs> not feeling the royal vibes right now. <laughs> the royal vibes. There's no royal vibes here, okay? And I got to get over my feelings and all that. Okay. All right, fine. Get your little call. See? Serious podcasting. You got to call in 10 minutes. Door. Okay, now I'm just playing. So you definitely put us second. on pause yeah, earlier. I know. I'm just okay, all right. I was, I was we're, we're, you, we're going over, you know, a little yeah, time. Yeah, we're just yeah, talking yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, we're over time. Anyway. But, 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 but I do agree. This is a good episode. Yeah. I do. I do get it. You do have to show um, people want to see relationship coaches in relationships, but there are, you know, even when Dr. Phil was, was heavily immersed into relationships, he was in a terrible marriage on the back end. And then all of the social, not all, but many of the social media, what, what I think people are starting to realize though, is that marriage doesn't qualify you to be good at relationships. Mm, and that's it. what we got to mm. understand. Marriage does not require, it's not required to be good at it. It's not required that you have a business to be able to help a business owner be successful in an element. Maybe you manage the business. Maybe you manage the Fortune 500, somebody else's company and help them achieve a result. And now I can help you, right? Mm. So I believe that, I believe that you should have at least experienced a healthy relationship to know what that looks and feels like, but you don't necessarily have to be in it. And sometimes it's not talking. And this is why I'm really careful with using the word expert. I'm a resource. I'm an authority based on my previous experience. And I will continue to be an authority based on my future experience. All I am teaching is a result, uh, is a sum of my experiences to date and the experiences of people that I work with. So you take it and and you teach from a place of what you have experienced in in toxic relationships and know not to, what not to do, what you've experienced in healthy relationships, Marriage. knowing to to do what to do. And then even with the people that you've helped, what you see that works because data is very important. 100%. And if you've collected the data, 
then you're qualified to teach something. I am just, I'm careful with the word expert. Because I'm not an expert. I don't have it all figured out. I can't tell you every single thing about a business. I can tell you what I know. Yep. 100%. Listen, man. um, This is a really good episode. And we just got to let everybody know that uh, this episode is sponsored, as always, by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, themorningmeetup.com, the only organization that gathers. We are, forget our organization, we are a family, a community, a group of people that are entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, people that want to get into business, that have a goal, have a dream. Um, and we gather every single day to learn how to be a better entrepreneur, to get in the game, to um, enjoy the community, feed off each other, expand your network. There's literally hundreds of people on this call every single morning. So go to themorningmeetup.com and we're going to let you uh, join for just a dollar, a buck, just to see it. Just taste test it. Put your toe in the water, see if it's like, and see what it's like. If you don't like it, Take your toe out of the water. You only invested a dollar. Only your toe got wet. But if you really, really want to become this, um, the person that you see in your dream is going to start with community. And you have to be around people who want it just as bad as you do and can give you a resource and connect with each other from all across the country. So Mm -hmm. go to themorningmeetup.com, themorningmeetup.com, themorningmeetup.com. And also text me. Hold on, Donnie. Hold on. Where's my phone? Do I have my phone? Do I have it? Okay, I want you to text me. Don't go nowhere. Calm down, y'all. It's 404. Send me a text message. And this is going to come directly to my phone. This is my number, y'all. Okay? Don't abuse Hit it. Hit him on his phone. 404. Four. Send three. All right, 404-737-4935. I just got this phone, so that's why I'm reading it. 404-737-4935. It comes straight to my phone. Um, and I reply sometime, okay? Because a lot of people text me, but I do reply as often as possible. So uh, make sure you go to themorningmeetup.com. Make sure you text your boy. Donnie! This episode is also brought to you by Six Figure EDU. It is the only Only. and most comprehensive community in which we fully develop coaches and consultants. Doesn't matter if you're looking to put together a course, one-on-one packages, or you want to do something done for you, done with you. I am your person to help you build a six-figure coaching business. And I even take it one step further. I understand that entrepreneurs are struggling to promote themselves online, position themselves and their services. So you can text me for just $37 every single month. Mm. It's just $37. For $37, I will send you three times a day, three post prompts to help you tell stories that sell with your social media platform. That's 404-737-2767. I know my number by heart. 404-737-2767 for posts that sell via my group post pay. There it is. Yeah, look, it's so crazy. Donnie's phone is here. And it's on her text messages. And I've been trying my best not to look. It's like, I can see like the people texting. And I I felt guilty that I was being nosy, but not by default. So can you close that, please? Because it's, it's really, it's, it's bothering me. I've been eye hustling. And I was like, dang, man, I'm looking at all the What he's texting. really trying to do is, it's no, 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 no. Look at it. It's open to her text messages. The phone, the, it's just been open the whole time, if right? If somebody's phone is open, to text, would, would you want to like look a little bit? Like, just say, <laughs> would you? You think, he's yeah. A creep. He's a creep, you guys. Yeah, and I felt like a creep, so I wanted to say well, it. You are a creep. David person. has literally grabbed my <laughs> phone out of my hands before to read my text messages. <sighs> trying to see what's up. 
I just, I'm nosy, man. Because he's so desperate for me to get married. I'm desperate. I want my sister out here, man. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Anyway. We got to go. We got to go. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You want to close with some words of wisdom? You got a word of wisdom? I did. I always give the words of wisdom. You Listen, let's do this. Word of wisdom. Ball in your lane. Show success as it's relevant to you. Mm-hmm. Don't look at what me or him or anybody else have going on because we are in our lane. I'm in my lane. Yeah, also, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. It's mm-hmm. the little things piled on top of yeah. the things that you're trying to do, mm-hmm. which kills your chances for success. Yeah. And this is this has been years in the making. This is not a result of overnight success. This is a night, not a result of microwavable situations. This has been years in the making. And right now, the things that the things that you see in people that you admire, they're getting what they deserve based on that work and that effort that they've put in. And you keep doing the work, you keep giving the effort, and what you deserve, what you want, what you believe you deserve will come to you as well. And go get a Rolex. Yeah, go get your Rolex. All right. Um, or your fossil, listen, whatever. Do me a favor, man. Go get you some social proof. I just want you to go build something, okay? Let other people see what you're building. Document the journey. But then go back to your community and teach somebody else how to do what you did. All right? We are out of here. Peace. We are out. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.